Welcome to The Real Pill, a podcast in which we discuss music, TV, films, and general pop culture. This week, we will discuss the Disney Plus slash Star Wars show Andor and the Martin McDonough film, The Banshees of Insurin. But before we start, we want to introduce the fact that we have Jordan Anderson here from Screen Speak. Jordan, how are you? How was your pop culture uh, week? Uh, good. Uh, first off, thank you for having me. Um, second, uh, pop culture week. It's it's interesting. Uh, I actually like just before hopping on here, uh, I've been watching The Last of Us, but not not the HBO series to be clear, because I I never actually played the video game, so I'm I'm being a loser and watching like all the cutscenes on like YouTube, you know, to like get brought up to speed. Uh, so I finished watching all of the cutscenes for the first game. So uh, that that's where I'm at with that. And then trying to think, uh, saw well, we're gonna have cabin. to unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have some questions. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say between that, I saw Knock at the Cabin, and then just doing my own podcast stuff too. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much probably been like the last week. All right, okay, I'm gonna unpack the first thing because that is (laughs) baffling to me. All right, so you don't want to play the video game, so you're watching the cutscenes in order to prep to prepare for the TV show, or you're just not gonna watch the TV show. No, okay, so let me let me let me back up a little bit so i've played a little bit of the video game um this was quite a while ago because i can't remember when the last of us actually came out Mm -hmm. um and i started playing it because everyone told me how good the story was and i kept playing it and but i I have i have a i have a confession to admit guys i like video games i do but i'm pretty casual about them and when it comes to stealth games uh, i just don't have the patience and i suck I, I just I, I die a lot. The clickers get me. The the mushroom people just swarm on me. I, I just give up. So I'm like, I don't really want to go through and play this whole game. So I'll just watch all the cutscenes and then I can talk about the Last of Us HBO show once I actually get around to watching it. So that was I my can relate to that. I can relate to that yeah, feeling and- of the of the shitty at stealth games uh, frustration <laughs> of wanting to play the Last of Us. I got through it, but I did. Yeah, I had a I- lot of there were some stretches in that game where I was just pulling my hair out. Uh, so I can relate to that feeling for yeah. sure. I, I, I think that you're, yeah, I will say I'm justified. a little heartbroken. <laughs> I mean, I'd like, to, I'd, I'd like I, to play I, the full game guys, but you know, I, I'm sure we're all busy and it's like, it, it's it take playing a game like that takes a long time and I, I got stuff to do. So, well, welcome, Jordan. Thank you for joining us. But yes. I will say I, I have beaten the first game about six, seven times. <laughs> so I've, I've played I played three times on the original when it came out in 2013 to get all the trophies, explore everything. Yeah. And then the remastered came out. I played an additional two times. Okay, six times I've played it. And then the remake for PS5 came out, so I played it again. <laughs> I think I so, think the cutscenes I watched were from the PS5, like the remaster one. Oh, that's I good. Think. Oh, okay, so that's good. I got to see it at least w- in its best quality. I will advise for you to yeah. not watch the Last of Us Part Two cutscenes yet. Like okay. watch the show, okay? Because I, I think I know that a lot of people are divided on the Last of Us Part Two, and that might taint you your viewing a little bit. Yeah, so, and it will spoil things for sure. So I would watch the first season before you get into that. Duly noted. Thank you. Of course. So of course. you do plan to watch the TV show. Because I don't think you answered that question. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I do plan to watch it just because I know, obviously, like there's just a lot of hype, and I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of really good things about it. And contrary to my podcast being all centered around movies, I do actually occasionally get around to watching a series. It just takes me longer. 
Yeah, and you, you're not going to watch just the cutscenes from the show, right? Um, <laughs> I was say that that would be odd if they had like live action playthrough. Like, right? go, go walk over here. Oh, no, you know what you can do? Like, you just, just YouTube Last HBO. of Us HBO all cuts cutscenes. No, like you know the the beginning of the episode they they do the week before. Like, just watch yes. that and then cut the mm-hmm. shit off like every week. No, the week. The week before and the preview for the next one. Yeah. Dude, this is like the whole plot. Like, why do you need to watch the hour-long episode? They just do the episode at the beginning of each next one. Just save me so much time. Oh, my God. Go. Yeah. All right. Oh, moving on from that nonsense. <laughs> Lex, how was your week in pop culture? Um. Well, I watched the actual Last of Us, the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, and probably the biggest thing of the week is that I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, what is it? The crazy Quantumania? I forgot what it's called. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I think. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And sure. uh, that. Yeah, it was uh, It was decent. It wasn't like you know anything to write home about. But I mean, it was definitely a lot weirder. Mm-hmm. But I will say the standout is Kang. Um, I can't. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jonathan Majors. Name. There you go. Yeah, he was. He's in a lot of great TV shows. Like, yeah, I, that guy's like everywhere right now too. It seems yeah. like. Yeah. But yeah, man, I really enjoyed his character, so I'm excited to see more of King. That's for sure. That is one of the worst reviewed, based on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the worst Marvel reviewed. Yeah. Like, it's like Marvel neck films. and neck with Eternals, right? I think yeah, yeah that's what I, that. that's what I heard. Yeah. And if you're putting it with Eternals, I'm like, I think it's better than Eternals. <laughs> I I haven't seen Eternals, but like to be fair for the I Marvel wouldn't. stuff, like I. You know, I, I was like all on board with it, like a lot of people, like through like to Endgame, and then I admit, mm-hmm. kind of after that, like I catch a movie here and there, but I'm not like religiously watching every little thing that comes out of the MCU, especially with all the I TV shows. Like I just I don't have the time. It's too much. It's just too much going on. Yeah, after Endgame, I'll agree. Like I just kind of like, eh, yeah. like I'm not really interested. Um, I will recommend don't watch She Hulk <laughs> if you're gonna watch. Well, I thought it was like a twerking <laughs> thing. I, I kind of did it for me. Like I don't. I don't <laughs> there you really, go. That's all you need to know. That, that kept That's me away. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. All right, Garrett, how was your week in pop culture? Uh, mine was pretty good. I'm uh, rewatching The Americans, which is one of the great uh, underrated shows of the 2010s. Uh, so, this, yep. so I'm having a good time with that. I did watch Babylon, uh, which is mm-hmm. a movie that we kind of flirted with uh, doing an episode on this week, but uh, you know, we transitioned into other stuff. Uh, so I did watch that movie. Uh, I watched all three hours and nine minutes of it. Uh, and it is, I sincerely think that it would be a great thing. Like we should do an episode just on that movie because it's not very good, <laughs> but it is, but the way it, it has a lot of great. So we should talk about it. it for a total hour. We should, I, I <laughs> really do think that there is that much like to talk about in regards mm-hmm. to it, just because yeah. the ways in which it doesn't really live up to its potential are i think extremely interesting i just i took a ton of notes on that movie i i was fired up on that movie when i watched it well yeah uh, let's talk about it next week i love damien little, chazelle i like that he takes swings it, it is definitely a big swing and i don't even mean that in like a ironic like well oh, that mm-hmm. was I, at least you tried i mean like genuinely <laughs> there's a lot of like effort and like He's actually like he's trying like he, it's really like mm-hmm. a, a real like go at trying to make a really great thing. But it just there are problems with it where it just cannot get to where it's like supposed to be. Uh, so, yeah, do so you I think, think that, Damien Chazelle is already in a point in his career this early on where he's like, I'm not taking writing notes. Fuck off. 
Uh, I think he peaked at uh, the last Look Exorcist last. Part Two, which was the first, which I think I was like the first major movie that he wrote. <laughs> I just I looked at his like history <laughs> is that true? On, like on Voodoo. Oh, that's yeah, true. he I'm like wrote yeah. the the last Exorcist Part. I thought two. you were telling a joke or something. I didn't know he. <laughs> no wrote man, that. that's a serious thing. I was. Oh shit. Okay. I, didn't I mean, know I that. was joking when I said that's the height of his career, but he did actually write that movie. <laughs> He wrote that uh, horror film with uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, right? No, I think he's done a the one about the piano, the grand piano. He may have. Oh, grand piano. Grand yeah, piano. that's the one with uh, Elijah Wood and John Cusack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I liked. I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's slight, but I I enjoyed it for the tension and I thought the writing was decent. I, he always involves music. There's always like a musical element to his things. Yeah. yeah I thought Whiplash was amazing. I loved Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whiplash is uh, terrific. The, the short for it's actually really good, too. Yeah, it's excellent, which is which I'm taking inspiration from to do my short and get funding for a feature. So like we're all like if you're trying to be a filmmaker, that's the path now. Like write mm-hmm. a really good short, execute it and then chase funding down, put your movie through festivals. So everyone's doing it now. Bruce, what? La La Land, I'll admit. You never seen La La Land? I know. It's fantastic. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not like a big musicals guy, but I, I, I agree with Bruce. It's, it's, it's it's damn good. I saw Garrett shaking his head. Is that enough? I got just saying I didn't, I didn't see it yet. Not saying that I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I I thought it was uh, really good. Well, Bruce, what about you and your, your week in pop culture? You answer your own question, right? Yeah. Uh, last week tonight with John Oliver is back. Um, I don't know how many people watch his show. I just he gives you all the medicine with all the laughs. Um, I don't know who his uh, team is that do all the journalistic work, but it's fucking incredible. The information they have on each episode, like packed into each episode with jokes and just his delivery and stuff. <laughs> When John Stewart left us, I was really sad about it, but then he just filled right in for me. So, and now that John Stewart's back, John Stewart seems kind of like a hack now mm-hmm. to me, honestly. Like it's kind of weird that he came back and now it's like, mm, I don't know. Do you check out do you do you listen to his podcast? Uh, I watch his show on Apple Plus. Um, I, what's it might a, be the same the thing. Like the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I listen to it in podcast form. I, I, I'm sure oh, it's okay. video. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was podcast. So it's an Apple yeah. TV Plus show. Um, oh, okay. I just, I just feel like he's incredibly condescending now. I don't. I, I he's always been condescending, but I just feel like it's way worse. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't know. I think I that know. there's a certain like. I think he's entered a phase that unfortunately a lot of like older white guy comedians get into where they t- where they can't stop talking about like what's wrong with SJWs and stuff where it, I don't like that yeah there's I think there's kind of that it's he's not as bad as like some other guys like Bill Maher like I think Bill Maher is guess focuses on that a little too much uh for for his own good but I think that he's also I think his kind of style of humor has always been kind of condescending, but in like a more charming mm-hmm. way. And I think he's just kind of lost sight of how to sell that better. Yeah. He lost the charm somehow. I don't know what happened. Like he's just been gone too long or something. I'm not sure. I mean, I understand why he's pissed off. There's a lot to be pissed off about, but I don't know, man. He just rubs me the wrong way now. Uh, especially when he's telling, you know, people how racism works. And I'm just like, you really, you, okay um 
but that's just me. Uh, anyway, uh, last week tonight is back. I'm excited about it. I love that show. It it hurts me when it's gone for a few weeks. What, what, um, what uh, what's the show? The John Oliver show? Is that what it's called? Yeah, last week tonight with John. Okay, Oliver. I I've only truthfully ever seen like clips of him. I mean, like I got nothing against him. I just like I've never watched like an entire show of his. Well, that's um, a way but, to get it in too, right? Like he puts all his stuff know. on YouTube. Like the big mm-hmm. stories, like the 15 minute stories that are front loaded at the top of the show. Like he'll usually put them on the YouTube. So it's it's just another way to access the information. Um, yeah, I got introduced to him in the show community. And I thought he was really good in that show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he's I mean, like, he looked the first like season different. disappears <laughs> and then it comes back. Yeah. One of the so funny things is uh, how they're advertising the show this year because it's the tenth season. They show a picture of him side by side with himself, like when he first started the show last week tonight versus now. And now <laughs> his oh, wow. hair went from black to like completely gray, and he's like, Jesus, we, <laughs> this country's going to hell. Um, oh, he goodness. looks like a president. It's so funny. <laughs> Like how presidents <laughs> enter the office with a full head of brown hair and then like right. they leave gray. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, that came watch... back. Go ahead. Sorry, I I used to watch uh, John Oliver every time he. I'd like never miss an episode for the first like few seasons of that show, and then for whatever reason, I just like fell off one day, and then never got back on. Like I mean, I've seen like you said clips every once in a while. But I haven't actually like kept up with that show sincerely for years, which is too bad because I think he's I think he's still great. Oh, no, he's excellent at what he does. But I mean, with everything going on in the country right now, it, it is a bit depressing. I can see like just saying fuck it and checking out. So it's a little heavy sometimes. Um, This week, he covered the train accident in Ohio. No one wants to talk about for some reason that's like killing off livestock and you guys know about this? I, I do not. I do no. not. Yeah, that, that's the problem, right? <laughs> this right. We don't this know antiquated uh, train equipment failed in like this huge pile up. Like, I mean, it's miles long. And like the, the people got evacuated from the entire county and like the livestock are dying off. And it's really bad. Where, 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 no where did this happen? About it. Well, where did that happen? Ohio. At? It's a okay. small town in Ohio, like three hours north of Columbus. But see, Bruce, you're wrong because we want to talk about it. We do. Oh, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I don't. We're taking up this, this is responsibility. This, I'm yeah, trying to restore some faith. You in the direction of John Oliver, and that's what this was about. That was the whole point. <laughs> you should probably just go watch the show, man. Yeah, because he's going to say it a lot him. funnier than I am. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Other than that, uh, I, I mean. I watched all the stuff we're going to talk about today, and then I, I, I'm completely caught up with Last of Us. Um, I think they have a problem now with like competing with Episode Three and Episode Five. Um, mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Episode Five or the highlights? Three and five. Yeah, Episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, can Can I ask a quick question about Last of Us to yeah. to the people here that have seen it? And uh, is it Lex up here in the corner? Right. Yes. Sorry, yes. I'm looking at you, making sure. Hello. Hi. Um, so I am, I am curious about this because now that I've watched the, like, essentially like the game, the cutscenes and whatnot, and I haven't seen the show, but I do know that there is the reputation, as you mentioned on the second game, that there's divisiveness for sure. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, with how big of a hit this show currently is on HBO right now, do you think they're either going to take creative liberties and go straight into the divisiveness if they keep going, or are they going to pivot and do something else? I feel like they're going to go straight for the divisiveness. Yeah. 
I just I don't I don't I don't see it going another way. Um, I mean, you got to stay yeah. true to the to the material. Got to right? stay true. I mean, like when it first came out, like there was like the creator was getting like death threats. Yeah, like, I remember like, people were it. like it was bad, and it's like, but and I know Gary, you're not like you're kind of iffy about that second game. I as mean, well. I think that but I loved it. The storytelling was amazing. I think that there's. I'm definitely okay. more forgiving about the second game than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I think I'm mm-hmm. definitely not part of the clan that was like, <laughs> that was like freaking <laughs> out over it. I think mm-hmm. it's still a good game, uh, and I think that part of the problem of the second game is that it was trying to do stuff that would work better in a show than in a game. Like you know, mm. it, it's trying to give multiple perspectives to the storyline. It took a big risk. That that's big a risk. big risk, and I would say that there's a lot of it does cause some genuine problems for the game for me. But I think you know, if they went for that same storyline in the show, I think it wouldn't be as it wouldn't it would fly better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I and but I think there is also like there's been some. You know, not to spoil it for Jordan, but there are some pretty major step steps in other directions in just this first season of the show mm-hmm. compared to the storyline of the game. Uh, like some of them are a lot of it's minor because, you know, you can't just like do the exact cutscenes of the game. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, especially in like episode three, there are some major deviance from deviations from like the story of the game. So I think it is possible mm-hmm. that they do, I don't want to say fix the story, but do, you know, do the story in a little different way that would maybe, maybe be a little more palatable to people who didn't like it the first time. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that option is yeah. still in the air. I, I will just say this last episode, there's a very specific scene at the end where it just felt rushed to me. Like in the game, they spent a lot more time and care. And I, I think they would have benefited if they gave that more time. But anyway. I, and Garrett, you and I could talk about it later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I um, didn't mean to like derail the the direction no, of the conversation, but uh, I, 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 I will say, you know, just general thoughts. Like, I'm, I'm just happy that a video game is seeing some success in a platform like this because okay. obviously, like, there's so many, you know, the the quote unquote video game curse, which I don't think actually is a thing, but. <laughs> neither here nor there um i'm just happy that it's getting the attention so it's good bruce you mentioned there was some uh music you wanted to talk about yeah uh, jordan and i wanted to discuss quickly m83's new album even though it's only half released so far uh jordan yeah, fantasy go ahead, and... go ahead. Uh, yeah so i i have to make sure i don't ramble too much about this because i'm a i'm a big fan Okay, I am. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm wearing a bathrobe. Not that your podcast listeners need to know that, but uh, <laughs> I have a tattoo. It's a quarter sleeve tattoo, and some of the influence actually is derived from M83. So they they mean a, a a great deal to me. But anyways, that said, they like Bruce said, they release uh, half. I believe it's half of their new album that's coming out. I think it's next next month uh, called Fantasy. And their last album before that was the, I think it was like digital. I'm trying to think what the hell the name of the title was. It's a, it was a part, it's a two part album. They released the first part like way early in their career. And then they released the second part. Uh, oh my God. It's going to drive me nuts if I can't think of the name, but anyway, somebody will find it. Um, 
they released a single first called Ocean's Niagara. That was like their first kind of like tease to the album. And then they released the second part. Um, I've listened to it now like a bunch of bunch of times. Um, I should actually have the album up here while I'm talking about it. So I don't sound like a complete jackass. Uh, Bruce, while I'm bringing that up, what did, what did I guess? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm pretty disappointed. Um, okay. I'm still waiting for them to return to the Kim and Jesse and Midnight City days. Yeah, that's um, from the Hurry Up We're Dreaming album. Yeah, that album is fucking incredible, and that's what got me into the band. Um, agreed, agreed. I mean, I I would still argue like to this day, it's probably their arguably best album. Yeah, that's my feeling about it. I've, I mean, once that album came out, I kind of went and listened to all their stuff. Um, since then, it's been. It almost feels like they're doing scores for movies instead of music that I actually want to dance my ass off to or just like sleep in or whatever. Like, it just feels very, um, I don't know, um, just low stakes, um, just sleepy. I, I don't know. It's just not my vibe anymore. Uh, I was hoping that this album would be a return to form, but for me so far, what I've heard of it, like what we have of it so far mm-hmm. has been pretty, um, I don't know. You, do you feel the same or you are no, actually- like not, not quite like the, I, I, I'll echo some of the sentiment and say like, I, I understand that, you know, they come out with this big album in 2011, the hurry up we're dreaming. And like, it's, it's a phenomenal album. I mean, people are still listening to it, you know, we're in 2023 and they're still listening to this. So I can't deny that, but I've, I will say over the years, they've, they've had pockets of hits uh, throughout, I think their discography. Um, I still like the soundtrack that they did to oblivion. Uh, The movie is definitely not that great, but the music, (laughs) the music is good. Um, their 2016 album junk, uh, I they, do like tracks on that one. There's definitely, there's like a few really, really solid ones on that. I mean, road blaster is really good. Sunday yeah. night, probably Sunday night, 1987 is my favorite off of that one. Um, but I will say at least from chapter one on the fantasy album, the oceans Niagara one's all right, but I really think track number four, uh, us and the rest is like that's the one that's like the closest back to the album that you're mentioning where it kind of has like that like amazing euphoric feel and kind of just get out of your body vibe that i feel like they excel at when they really find that i'm terrible describing music but you get what i'm trying to say yeah um and then the last one radar far gone i I really really like that one but the other ones are kind of so far eh, but but those two i think are really good All right, let's move into Andor. Um, yeah. Lex, uh, general thoughts so far since you're a new entry into this show? Yeah, so I've been meaning to watch this show, but I just have been tainted because after Boba Fett and like, what was the other shows? Obi-Wan, they were okay. They were decent. But I'm just like, yeah, I mean, Mandalorian was decent, but still, I was just like, ah, just too much of the Star Wars, too much of the same stories. So I'm excited where Andor is going so far because I really enjoyed Rogue One. And I really like this Andor show so far. I mean, I'm only three episodes in, mm-hmm. but so far there's no connection to like the Skywalker family tree, which I like because I feel like every Star Wars show has to refer to that. It's like, no, we don't need that anymore. Let's, mm-hmm. let's move away. We've gotten enough. Um, so I look, and it looks beautiful. Like everything looks so good. Like the budget you can tell is there and I, I'm into, it. I mean, 
it started off a little a little slow, but the, by the third episode, just everything started getting like real good. So I'm excited to continue. I'm just I'm really excited, and I've heard great things about the show. I didn't even realize it was 12 episodes. I'm like, maybe I can finish it off today. But I was like, oh, shit, never mind. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like six episodes like the other ones. But yeah, it didn't work out. So, All right. but yeah, enjoying it so far. Yeah, Garrett, your thoughts. So I have uh, given my thoughts on this show before on this podcast. The last, uh, like two episodes ago, we did our best of 2022. And I named Andor as my like number two show of 2022. Uh so I'm going to, I definitely think I have more to say about it just because I, I love that show so much. But uh, yeah, I think that it's definitely like, a sh- I was shocked by just how, I don't know how to say this, but like kind of classy <laughs> in the sense of like not uh, bowing to fan service at all, really, like mm-hmm. really just telling its own story and I, you know, I love fan service as much as the next guy, but like, there's a certain integrity to this show where it's just really trying to be just a really great, like action drama show that does not like rely or lean on nostalgia to hook you in. Uh, Cause like, even like I like rogue one, but even rogue one did that. You know, like Rogue One fell into that trap of like Darth Vader's here and Princess Leia and Grand Moff Tarkin and he's weird and, you know, (laughs) the CGI and stuff. And like this is this show is definitely not one of those shows like Mandalorian is great, but it also has moments where it's just like, hey, remember Luke Skywalker? We propped him up on a like a cardboard cutout and put a CGI over his mouth to make it look like Luke Skywalker's here. Uh, so like, and like Mandalorian was like the best show of that lot. Like I did, I didn't like Boba Fett that much. I thought Obi-Wan had some good moments, but generally I was pretty disappointed by it. Uh, so Andor coming in with just like this really solid, uh, like self-contained story that just does its own thing and doesn't worry about like hooking into any other major part of the mythos. Uh, I think it just really blew all those other Star Wars shows out of the water. Uh, and I think, and I think Andor, you know, not every episode is perfect. Like I think, especially the first few episodes have some moments that feel kind of uh, padded. Uh, but even like, I think Killer. even this show at its worst is just as good, or maybe even better than like Mandalorian at its best. Like, I think this is just like, there's no comparison. Uh, so that's, that's, that's so, my perspective on it. <laughs> so you're, so you're telling me Mandalorian doesn't take over the show for a couple episodes like Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that, uh, that is what I'm saying. Oh, great. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> your thoughts. Uh, so, well, so one, I, I haven't finished the show yet, so I'm sure once, you know, I finished all 12 episodes, is it right? Um, that I'll probably have stronger thoughts. I think I'm like eight episodes in something like that. Uh, I can definitely echo a lot of the same things that Garrett was saying. Like, I appreciate that it's not tied to shit that we've seen like a thousand times with the Jedi and, you know, callbacks to other movies. Like it's, it does definitely feel like its own contained story. Uh, I also just appreciate that 
at least so far anyway like i haven't i haven't seen any jedi or anything like that like it, it is solely from a much different perspective being like people that are on the ground that don't have like crazy force powers and things like that so there's a a grounded reality to it and this the characters have stakes i feel like like you feel the uh well i mean you feel the, the tension but uh I think the thing so far that I like best about Andor is uh, a couple of things. One is just the more nuanced perspective that it gives to the Empire. Because we see the Empire, like in a lot of other movies, you know, they have their order, they march, and they have their stormtroopers and stuff. But like here, you get a much more clear sense about just how much they take their boot and crush it onto people's necks. <laughs> uh, because it's like everything they do is like all about control. Like they, they take away the rights from people. They kind of go into places and try to like make them part of the empire. And you sort of see before there's even a rebellion, like how the cultures feel about that. Um, and it's so, like, everybody's like really afraid to talk openly. Like there's a lot of like hush hush conversation. So I like seeing that, uh, even from like the political angle, I think of it too, which I know like in the prequels, uh, they get a lot of shit for like, you know, the boring ass trade agreements and stuff like that. But like, this is much different than that. Like you see like how even the most astute politicians have to be really well guarded with their their secrets and whatnot so that they can get shit done without the empire knowing about it. Like, I really, really like that aspect of the show. Yeah. I love the fact that like when she goes into the Senate, like room that if you've seen the prequels, you've seen like the Senate in action and it's like, just like a million booths mm -hmm. floating around and like it's, they're all filled with people like senators and in this show when she like enters the senate like meeting room there's like five people there like in this massive yeah. like city-sized room there's only like a handful of people who actually show up to senate and it that's i think that i like seeing coruscant in general because you don't really see that setting outside of the prequel era uh, but mm -hmm. that was like a startling <laughs> in like a subtle way. Like, it's like, Oh shit. Like this, <laughs> like this government is fucked. Like no one <laughs> participates at all. Cause they all know what's up. Uh, but yeah, I love, this is one of the only shows or star Wars media where the bad guys don't seem cooler than the good guys. And that's, a, that's, I wouldn't call it a problem of star Wars media. Cause you know, like we all kind of love it. But like this is one of the only shows where like you kind of actually do think the rebels are cooler than the Empire because the bureaucracy of it is just so oppressive and obnoxious and yeah. and like, you know, oppressive in ways that aren't necessarily like evil, evil, like, you know, like that, that does happen but also just oppressive in like a lot of little ways where it's like, Oh God, this is like my boss at work. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, and, and that's, that's kind of what I mean about like the, the nuances of the political stuff, but like, there's like this weird attention to detail on like those little aspects you said, where like, even like that, like when they're having like their board meetings with the other empire people, you're just like, Jesus, I, like this is so excessive. And like, this does not need to be <laughs> like, so micromanaged and like all this crap. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy seeing that. And I also think uh, just 
overall the casting like there's a lot of really good acting like in the show like there's a lot of good actors strong performances a couple actually harry potter alumni are in there i don't know if you've noticed that but there's two of them i saw so far (laughs) who are they who uh so well the andor's mom is the bad dursley lady from there's like the it was like oh my Vernon god Dursley petunia. Is what was, uh, yeah petunia is that that's yeah, a, that's, that's it is? I think yeah so, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, i didn't put that together yeah she's the mom and then the other one it's not like a big part it's uh there's this guy i don't forgive me for not knowing his name he's a he has a i, I just refer to him as stick up the ass man uh he he's like he's very he's very rigid um very bony uh, skinny guy but he has a mom that he kind of has to crawl back home to at one point in the show uh, oh, yeah. and, and the mom is from Half-Blood Prince, uh, not a big part. She's the one that lives across the street from the Dursleys that is reporting to the ministry about the Dementors and stuff. Or Yeah, or that's uh, Order of the Phoenix, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Order now I do Phoenix. remember her, yeah. 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 I don't know why I picked that up, but whatever. No, I mean, that's, that's impressive. I, I did not uh, connect those dots. Small world, man. Bruce, what are your thoughts on the show, man? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to be the fucking. There's always one. I got, I'm going to have to be the stick in the mud. Um, this show is not fucking working for me, dude. I just don't care. I don't care. Like. How far, I, how far into it are you? I'm on episode five and I just okay. cannot take it anymore. Whoa. Like I, w- I watched the first two episodes and I was like, I don't give a shit about this. And then everyone kept saying, no, keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. I watched episode three. I thought that was probably the best episode I've seen so far. Uh, I just don't care about the stakes. We know where this is going. We know what happens to Andor. Like, and honestly, I'm going to say something that's probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I just think Star Wars is one of the most overrated pieces of art and media we have in culture. I think it's just burn him. Yeah. Just get wow. Everyone's okay. like coming with pitchforks. I think it's so <laughs> fucking basic. Bitch. Say goodbye to heaven. Media. Like, honestly, it is. It's not that interesting. Like the writing is not that good. I think if you read Star Wars, every film on paper, I think it looks cool. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. It looks cool to have someone running around with a uh, a lightsaber, a sword that like I don't, none of the technology makes any fucking sense. There is one part where, in this show, where they're looking through binoculars and the uh, the lenses are moving, and I'm like, how does that make the binoculars work better? Someone explain this shit to me. It's like. Whoever is in charge of the production and de- design departments for all of the Star Wars films and all of the TV shows, it's like it doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to fucking look cool. And that, I just feel like that's been the problem with Star Wars since the very beginning is that we had this media that looks cool. A bunch of nerds clinged onto it in the 80s. I got it. I understand. Got it. But we don't live in that world anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just. I don't know, man. It just doesn't work for me. The story is just not that fucking interesting or nuanced. Everything to do with the Skywalkers, Darth Vader. Again, Darth Vader. Cool. I got it. Like, it's a very cool look. I I just think 
if you're looking for deeper meaning or more nuanced storytelling, you could do a lot better. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Every time I show up to a Star Wars film or a Star Wars show, I'm just like, I don't understand why people are obsessed with this shit so much. Um, I think the Mandalorian is probably the best. This is my personal opinion. I'm going to get fucking raked over the coals for this. <laughs> Mandalorian is the best Star Wars project I've ever seen because the stakes are simple. It's a guy protecting a kid. That's all it is. Like it's a guy protecting a kid. And inside of that, we have really good Western genre filmmaking and each episode. And it's very episodic. Every episode tells its own story to an extent that's tied to the larger thread. I don't care about all the other connective tissue that's going on with the stars universe, just Mandalorian on, on, on its own terms, I think is excellent. Uh, even an episode where you have like Bill Burr come on and they're trying to rescue a prisoner. And just the, like, how that all plays out and how Mandalorian doesn't even like this fucking guy, but he has to do this thing. Like all of that storytelling is really strong to me. Um, and it's it's the only Star Wars product I've really liked in a long time. Ryan Johnson's film is probably my favorite Star Wars film because it was like, I don't care about the Skywalker uh, midichlorian bullshit. Anyone can be a Jedi. And then you had the kid pick up the broom at the end. I'm like, thank fucking God. Like we're doing something different. And then everyone said, fuck this shit. And like kicked him off the franchise. Like he's not, he was supposed to do like three more films, right? Uh, he had, I, well, I know at the very least he had a supposed new trilogy planned. I knew that. And, 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 and here's the thing. Let's have an honest discussion outside of star Wars. What did George Lucas ever really do? Indiana Jones. And then, Gave us Jar Jar. He didn't do Indiana Jones on his own. Red no, I'm not tails. saying he did on his own, but like he he contributed. And I guess, yeah. and I my guess would be he made it look cool. That's hey, what he hey, did. Hey, he did American Graffiti. Um, that's that's a good movie. I do like American Graffiti, but that was like early on in his career before he became what is now Damien Chazelle, I guess. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, it, look at Ryan Johnson's career. When they kicked him off of Star Wars, what did he go out and do? He made Knives Out, and now he has a Knives Out franchise. He's made this new show called Poker Face that's excellent. Like, he's a good storyteller. The only people shitting on him are these Star Wars fanboys who have no taste. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, I'm done with this shit. I don't care anymore. Anyway. I I will say that I, I think I agree with you in a more mild way on a lot of what you're saying like <laughs> i think that, i think that there is i think that george lucas is definitely overcredited in terms of his like even his contribution to star wars a lot mm. of people don't realize this is not as major is not quite as major as maybe it's been sold as with his production company like he definitely created the world and he had all these ideas but in terms of the actual filmmaking of it the actual parts of yeah. the movie that you like are mostly done by the other elements of the production team i think that star wars like the whole franchise in general i would say that it, star wars is the one of the most impressive franchises ever made in terms of production design like mm. peer, like i think in terms of production design it's one of the most impressive things ever just in terms of how all these different artists and like graphic designers and costume designers came together and created this contiguous like world with all these different facets and thought and like the thought processes about how the history would 
interact with how all these design elements look. I think that, you know, I have this, uh, this like art book that's like Ralph McQuarrie's designs for star Wars. And they're dope as hell because they're like, and cause the guy is like an actual, like he like paints real airplanes and he knows how that kind of stuff works. And I think that that's, so I think that if, when people say that like star Wars is all style over substance, I think there is some kind of something to that, especially with, you know, uh, the movies, especially, I think the shows are a little better about, like giving you more like especially the Mandalorian and I would say Andor to giving you a little more to hang on to in terms of like what you're here for. Um, I think that there is, you know, I think that there, I think that all the thing, all the problems that you're talking about with star Wars, I think are legitimate problems, but I would also say that at least for me in general, I am much more forgiving about those problems because I do genuinely like all of the fun, all the characters and like the sci-fi concepts associated with them. I am also someone I know that I don't, I don't know Lex, I don't know your full uh, thoughts on the last Jedi, but from what you've said in the past, you seem to have a pretty low opinion about it. And a lot of people do, but I am one of the people who is definitely more forgiving of it and who is more into a lot of the subversive ideas that it puts forward. Uh, So I I think that there is room in star Wars to like criticize itself or at least to like branch out and try new things for its own sake. Yeah, I will just say I was just not really a fan of the new trilogy, like in whole. Like it just, it, did, it, it just didn't get me. I mean, I think the best part about Last Jedi was the puppet Yoda came back, made an appearance, and that I live for that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's my favorite thing. But other than that, I'm just, I just unimpressive. Force Awakens is a copy of the new, exactly yep. the New Hope, but that's right, revamped. It's just uh, like, all these <clears throat> and all these characters introduced that were just wasted. Like, and and like, then we bring happened? back the Emperor for what? Like we mm. did all this already to be the grandpa of Ray or something. I don't even know what that. Yeah, is. for I, fuck's I sake, man. Yeah, yeah. Pa- Papa Palpatine. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Bruce. So, so I got a couple things to say. I mean, one, uh, going off into a Star Wars tangent. I mean, I, I we could completely hijack your podcast and just talk Star Wars nonsense like the entire rest of this thing. But who yeah. needs the Irish? <laughs> but. But what I what I will say is one I I appreciate you for just being as honest as you are you know like don't don't let people dissuade you from your opinion or anything like that like that's how you feel own it and and just put it out there which is what you're doing so respect uh, second thing I'll say is uh, Star Wars like Last Jedi I admit when I watched it a couple times I liked it but then it was a movie the more and more I thought about it the more. I found reasons to not like it. So I, I am on team, not like the movie, but I will say that I understand fully where you're coming from with the, how do I say this? Your, your analysis of star Wars where it's like, I, you know, there's cool special effects and stuff, but you're bored as shit by the story. You, you know, they play it safe on a lot of things. They don't really go in a lot of different arenas. I will agree with you wholeheartedly there. Um, the thing that I'm waiting for, and I'll probably be waiting for it till I'm dead. Cause I, I don't know if they'll ever do it. I'm waiting for an all Sith story. I'm waiting for it. I'm like, just give me a freaking thing. That. That's all around the Sith. I don't want to see shit for the Jedi or anybody else. Just give me a really dark show that shows me the lore of the Sith and uh, every, like that would be fascinating. 
and, and but, yeah, the, but, they, but, the, but they but they but you know it, i i'm cynical i don't think it'll happen because it's you know you'd have to like strangle too many people or it'd be too dark or <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't know it, it just wouldn't work i think but i understand where you're coming I think, from i think if they did that direction they would embrace that jar jar binks was a sith lord like yeah, I don't know if you guys seen those videos where everyone's like he's a I Sith have, Lord yeah. and and it's amazing. Like it's I love that idea. I just think if you're teaching screenwriting to anyone, there is no way in hell you go anywhere near Star Wars to tell to show anyone how to tell a story. Like I just don't think it's that interesting. I think it just like looks even cool. though like even like Empire Strikes Back and stuff like that. Like that's I mean because here's the thing. Like I understand that the movies aren't really about much, especially. As opposed to the shows, the movies aren't really about much that's like very deep, but like, you know, neither is Ghostbusters. Like not all movies have to be. I think that there is a certain, I think that in terms of the actual quality of the screenplays, especially the first two movies in the franchise are pretty tight and are actually, you know, I think that's part of the reason why they're so, you know why most people are so receptive to them is that they're they're really well written you know plot lines in terms of like how they how they're paced and how you know you get equal you not equal you get time with the bad guys to see their process and then you know so there's that threat there i think there's i think there's a lot that you know can be gleaned from star wars that is and has been gleaned from star wars from you know people since uh that have made really really impressive stuff that i would say is maybe better than star wars like stuff like avatar the last airbender i think has a Mm -hmm. lot of elements in it that are both in terms of like the way the plot progresses and also just like the concepts of it there's a lot of star wars in that show in terms of the influence uh you know and if you i think that you know i think that there is definitely more substance there uh in terms of what you can learn from it uh, than just you know staying away from it. To be honest, that's just that's just my perspective. I think I think what I'm arguing with is the reputation of Star Wars more so than the actual product. Um, I feel like you know Star Wars is like Michael Jordan, and that he hit the market in the '80s at the height of the best economy the world has seen where everything was marketed to hell and back for kids. A bunch of kids got attached to the toys and the commercials that were all over, you know, broadcasting for years. Um, Everything from the eighties is, uh, I don't know. There's something different about the eighties and having grown up in the eighties. Right. Did we lose Bruce? Uh Oh yeah. He froze for me. He's for you guys too. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, I'm uh, not, I'm not hearing him and I'm not seeing him move. Yeah. His, well, his take was too hot. His take yeah, was too controversial. <laughs> the creators of Riverside are huge Star Wars fans. <laughs> they like, they, Bruce, we lost you. Yeah, the AI the detected text. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, we lost you. Well, hopefully the, like he doesn't like lose the recording or anything like that. That would suck. I don't think he will. It's it's pretty good at like like saving it. That's good. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, so now that Bruce is gone, how do we really feel? About yeah, it? fuck Bruce. <laughs> uh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Long live Star Wars. No. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I Yeah, I, I'll say this, and until we can figure out what's going back back on with Frozen Bruce, um, 
Yeah. It does suck like sometimes that there is such division with Star Wars. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah. fuck man, like can't, can't you just enjoy the pretty pretty spaceships and the force and like shit? Like come on. Like it, it's not trying to be Citizen Kane. It's freaking Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I was going to touch on his you know, talking about the binoculars, how they work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, who cares? It's a movie, man. I mean, I, I, certain, I don't know certain, how certain real certain binoculars work. work. I don't... <laughs> right, exactly. I think certain movies I would do, like, I would do that. Like, let's say if it was like Saving Private Ryan and they do something that's like massively historically inaccurate for that. But that's, yeah, like, that's, that's what true. it's going for. I'm watching science fiction, like, science fiction. Yeah. Man, like, I remember seeing seen someone's thoughts on the movie nope someone was like what are the rules for these aliens there's no rules this movie sucks like dude it's fucking aliens like what do you mean rules like they're there to destroy yeah. shit fuck shit up do like, you need the full science dissertation the, on how it works every yeah. time yeah the book from what's it, the twilight zone like how to serve man oh yeah, yeah. You know, something like that you know like no we don't need all that it's just a fucking movie a blockbuster yeah i don't know i i i i as much as I like to watch movies with a critical eye, and I, I have a podcast, of course, where I, I talk about mm-hmm. them, I still don't want to lose the part of yourself that's just able to watch and suspend the disbelief and just kind of get yeah. caught up into it. Like, that's what we're all there for, right? Yeah, I will say, like, for example, when I saw <clears throat> Jurassic World Dominion, like, I spent more time laughing my ass off at some of the ridiculous <laughs> things happening than, like, the movie. I'm just like, this movie's bad, but I'm having a fun. I, I, I haven't seen it, but when I do, I will watch it for the exact same reason that you mentioned, and yeah, yeah. that I don't have high hopes. I expect Fast and Furious with dinosaurs. I Exactly. I, can I mention one thing from the movie? Sure. It's not a spoiler. It, it, even if you spoil it, that's, like, that's fine. There, I'll watch there, it either there's way. There's one point. There's one point Chris Pat chokes out a dinosaur. Choke, he <laughs> chokes out a <laughs> like chokes him out, and then it just like passes out, and you're like, "What? Uh, <laughs> it's just so is ridiculous." It like a but like a great. baby dinosaur, like like a little one. It's uh, what's the what's the one with the poisonous, just the cutest killed, possible dinosaur? Like killed the, Wayne, like killed Wayne Knight. Uh, Newman, right? Like last thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those. It's like about to like attack somebody. Man. I know, and all he just the dinosaurs comes in. He just you know puts a chokehold on it. Okay, just puts a chokehold, and I was like dying. I was like, "This is a this is awesome." Like I'm in. <laughs> it's so bad yeah but I, uh, but it's uh, it's good when you can like if, if you kind of like go into it you know and you're just like you know this thing ain't gonna win any awards it's it's going exactly. to be bad it's like your your attitude can really change how you look at the movie it can yeah. also like if you go in with the low expectations of okay this movie's not going to change my life you mm-hmm. there is ways that you can go into that and like you know, appreciate certain things about it in like a genuine way too. So if you like, mm-hmm. you know, this wasn't like maybe like the music was really good, even though the oh, music yeah. in general wasn't that good. Yeah. Or you know, true. this was actually this character was really cool, or yeah. this was a really cool idea, even if it didn't get like paid off that well. That's how I am with like a lot of the Marvel movies, especially lately. Like yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I like all of them. <laughs> like I even liked like Multiverse of Madness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I went in and I'm like, okay, this isn't gonna be like winning any academy awards or anything <laughs> right. but you know multiverse I, stuff is pretty cool seeing you know mr fantastic is cool and you know seeing i like the magic and stuff it's you know so i think that there is or sam raimi's take on it like, yeah seeing mm-hmm. sam raimi's like touches and like all like the little zooms and stuff that he does there's uh, so you know there's like a whole like subset of movies. I feel like you could do like a podcast on the subject of like where the movie itself critically is bad, like for sure. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, there's all these elements that you can still appreciate for what they are. Like, I, I know yeah. one that comes to mind for me, like it, it is not a good movie is uh Valerian in the city of a thousand planets. Like, 
I didn't even watch. It, I heard it was. Oh, oh no! I, I mean, it's it's bad. Like, I make make no mistake, <laughs> it's bad. But it has things in it that you can still like appreciate and be like, "Wow, shit, man! Somebody worked their ass off to to do that." That's true. But still, I mean, pile of crap. So, Bruce, you're Bruce, back. Welcome back. Yeah. Are you guys do re- not cut any of that? We, we, were, we, were, just, we were still recording. Yeah, just random we just, shit. We were yeah. So it's still recording on your guys' end. I think. Oh, I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. Looks like it. All right. Okay. So what was I saying? I was saying um, Star Wars blows. It uh, fucking sucks. No, I think what I was trying to say is I'm arguing with the reputation of Star Wars more so than the product itself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys caught when I was talking about the 80s, like there was something. It was mm-hmm. a special moment in the 80s when everyone had a TV in their house and we were marketing like toys to kids. And like when Michael Jordan came into the NBA, like he came in at the perfect time at the height of the best economy we've ever had. And like Nike cut a deal with him. He sells a ton of fucking shoes. If Michael Jordan came in any other decade, he would not have had to career. I'm not saying he wasn't an amazing player. He's one of the greatest of all time. That's not really my point. Like, he is the celebrity he is because of the time that he came into the NBA. I think it's the same with Star Wars. It came at the right time. No? Yeah. I think that that is true in many mm-hmm. ways. And I kind of, but I guess kind of what I'm confused about is not confused, but I mean, like, I get what you're saying where Star Wars has kind of become a overblown thing and it's kind of become too caught up with its own tropes and stuff like that. But from my perspective, like, Andor is one of those things that is like a mm-hmm. rebel from the main Star Wars stuff. Like you, you get what I'm saying? Like this, it doesn't no, have I, the I, Jedi I... stuff. It doesn't have the simplistic kind of moral values. Like I think that you know, if you're look, if you are looking for more, you know, independent kind of like in like ref- interesting. In yeah. that way, Star Wars stuff. More nuanced. I think yeah. Andor kind of is that. So I think that's actually kind of the parts of the show that I like is that it's kind of doing its own thing. I'm not arguing with anything that's been said about Andor. I'm just telling you that for whatever reason, I just don't give a shit and I've tried to give a shit and I don't care. Like, and I think it's because partially because it's already tied into an outcome that we know, right? It's the same reason Obi-Wan doesn't really work for me necessarily. It's like, I don't need 10 episodes of this stretched out. I already know this story. Maybe I don't know this this amount of detail to it, but there's nothing new here to really explore other than a new Sith, right? Like, And I'm talking about Obi-Wan. With Andor, it's like, I don't know, man. It's tied into a larger thing that I just don't care about anymore. Like, so... Maybe that's what it is. Whereas Mandalorian for me, even though it is tied into the larger thing, like it stands on its own episode to episode. And I'm not sure why I'm not, why I'm not feeling that way with Andor. I just, I am bored to tears. I'll be honest with you. And I don't necessarily, maybe I need to reflect on why that is, why it's not working for me. Uh, Cause I don't have an explanation per se. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that, I think Obi-Wan definitely has the problem that you're talking about where it's like, it's the fact that like they can't do anything too 
there's they're put in a box by the fact that it's so boxed into continuity with other stuff. Uh, and you already know that Obi-Wan's going to make it out and also that Vader's going to make it out and Leia, you know, so there's, I get, I get where you're coming from with Obi-Wan there, but I think Andor sidesteps that problem by the fact that like, there's only one guy, or I guess technically two guys and maybe an arc that, uh, maybe you haven't gotten to, uh, he's like a background character in rogue one literally a, like a guy that i'm not sure if he even has like more than three lines but he's in this show that i don't know he might as well be a new character like everyone in this show is a new character except for the one guy and also it's like five years before that movie i think that that is enough time and as and uh a sufficient lack of characters and elements that like hook into rogue one to where they can really kind of go anywhere they need to go and leave it off however they need to leave it off uh you know i think that i think it kind of ultimately doesn't fall into the same trap that obi-wan does where it's like okay yeah everyone's right everyone this all the plot works out the way exactly you think it is because it kind of has to uh, with Andor, I think that that's a little more, there's a little more flexibility to it. No, yeah. I, again, I agree. I, I, I don't have an explanation. I wish I did. No, um, but Bruce, and, the thing is like, I, I don't know if you need to have an explanation. I mean, you're, you're viewing it through a lens. Uh, you know, we're all viewing it through our own respective lenses. You know, your opinion is your opinion. I, I will say TV shows well, to no, me. Like, well, well, t- well t- hang on. So t- TV shows to me are tricky because like, what did you say? You're like, are you five episodes in, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. T- like a TV show for me, it's like, I, I gotta, it's like a movie. I gotta watch the entire thing before I can have a complete opinion because it's like, I haven't seen the entirety <laughs> of the story. So that's always tricky. No, I, I get that. Uh, I guess there's a lot of good TV out there. So why take up my time with something I'm not enjoying? If you're not enjoying it, you're not enjoying yeah. it. It's time, yeah. time, time to move it's, on. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with DC and Marvel for me, where I just got to the point where, you know what? I don't need to care about this and I don't give a shit anymore. Like they yeah. did everything they were ever going to do with Endgame, up leading up to Endgame. And now everything after that is just going to be a shittier version of that. Like, Potentially, right? Like it, it's not going to hit the same heights that it's like when Van Halen came back for the third time. I don't give a fuck, dude. Like <laughs> you made all the music you were going to make. I understand that you want to get to the bottom line and make some more money and like, you know, have t- chicks take off their shirts in the audience again one more fucking time before you croak. <laughs> like I get it. Like, but at the same time, I just don't fucking care. Like you're not going to make the 80s songs you made again. It's never going to happen again. It's gone. It's over, dude. Like same thing with the Rolling Stones, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. It just, we all have a finite amount of things to say as artists and it just doesn't go on forever. Neither does life. Like, and I don't have to give a fuck anymore. Like there are plenty of people who give a fuck about this. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not going to make or break whether I watch Star Wars shit anymore. And I think I'm just out. I think I'm just out. Yeah. The fatigue is real. I mean, I, I think actually the, I was trying to think. Uh, say, think who said this? Uh, Liam Neeson. He was quoted recently for saying that he feels that the Star Wars market is extremely diluted. I think that's what his words were. Is that like it's basically like the the teat has been you know sucked out. Like there's 
you know, there's too much. So Liam agrees with you. Yeah. I mean, when Disney took over Star Wars, I knew this was going <clears> to <throat> fucking happen. And I mean, it's, it's, space, it's literally, sp- Bruce, it's literally Spaceballs. The search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is just merchandising merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> yeah oh my goodness. It's, it's like where you max out the stock option and now you gotta figure out new ways to fuck over customers to get some more money out of the situation like it's fucking never gonna end dude yeah i'll be <sighs> curious i'll be curious what happens when i finish the show because like i said I'm, I'm not done with it yet um but yeah. I'm in so far. I, I really don't know though. Like, cause I'll say like to, to your point, Bruce, like star Wars is kind of like an MCU thing or it's turning that way where like, there's just, there's a lot of it. I, I, I don't have time to necessarily, you know, indulge everything with that. And there's a lot of other things that I think are more interesting out there. So it's like, I'll always mm. keep a piece of star Wars with me. Cause like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a kid with some of it. It's like you know when I see the vom vom and the phasers and shit. Like, yeah, I, I like it yeah, a little, yeah. but you know, it's time. Oh, I, like, where am I gonna same. where am I put the time? Yeah. When Ashoka so when Ashoka so showed up, man, that's hard to say. Ashoka, Ashoka showed up. Ashoka? And, yeah. <laughs> am I saying her name right? I, I, I think I don't so. know. Maybe I, I can never tell. Um, I'm gonna go with it. You said it right. She shows up in Mandalorian, and that was fun. That was great. For like one episode, it was great. And well, she gets I'm her own show. Come back. She's getting know, her own fuck, show. Great. Let's yeah. ruin that too. I don't know. If, yeah, sorry to break it to you, man, but yeah, that's coming soon. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, I definitely think there is a lot of those, like a lot of these, not just Star Wars. I mean, I think Star Wars is like the worst offender, but there's a lot of these like franchise shows that are like, this could have been like a two-hour movie. This didn't have to be like a yeah. six-hour miniseries. Be <laughs> one. Yeah, exactly. And then I think like Ahsoka. I, I mean, I haven't. That show isn't out yet, but I would imagine that that might be a problem with that show too, where it's just not enough substance for that length of time. Uh, I think it's like the opposite problem with like video game adaptations, where like I, th- I honestly think that maybe the only good way to adapt a video game like the last of us is to make a show and not a movie. Cause there's just too much content there to mm-hmm. cram into two hours. But with That's like fair. star Wars, it might be kind of the opposite problem. Uh, like it's not all like Mandalorian and, and, or I think are, are great as shows, but like, yeah, I think there is that element of maybe, <laughs> maybe just do like a, Maybe do either shorter episodes of a show, like not everything has to be an hour long, or just do the two-hour movie. Mm. I, it's funny because I remember when all this Marvel shit was going on, when it first started, it was like, people are really going to get sick and tired of superheroes. The shit's going to die, like a miserable death eventually. And then here we are like 15 years later, I still can't believe like we're this deep in and like people just aren't bored yet. Like, yeah. And they're just like making shows to make them. Like there's a specific character in, um, I can't remember the show, but her name's echo. That's supposed to be a show. She was in Hawkeye. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like this character, like, what are they going to do? I'm confused. Like, I don't, how is this going to work? But they're just making episodes just, and it's rumored that they're canceling some of them um, since Bob Iger returned. But I think they're kind I, of. I don't, I don't quote me on that. I think Marvel. I don't know. I don't know. I think that there is some. 
like they're they didn't adapt quick enough to the reality of people are just not going to be willing to care as much after a certain point like people are just aren't going to be like keeping up with it as like religiously as they were before and i think they were kind of in denial about that situation and so they just kept on like putting out thing after thing after thing and expecting everybody to go for it the same way they did before and i think now they're kind of if they're canceling stuff i think that's kind of why they're doing that is to try to adapt to that new reality of okay people are we got to be smarter about this and maybe a little more strategic about who gets a show and how often we're putting stuff out. Yeah. Not everyone needs a show. I think that's what took so long for me to watch Andor. I'm like, why is this guy getting a show? I don't, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, like, fuck? <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I give me, give me Donnie Yen and that other dude. I would have rather gotten a show of them too. That's um, fair. That's fair. I feel like, I feel like they're joking. But I mean, I'm still watching Andor again. Like I've only three episodes in, so I, I can't really say much more. All right. On that note. If I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. I just don't like you no more. Have you been rowing? Have you been rowing? Have I been rowing? Well, you are rowing. That does look like we're rowing. You can't just stop being friends with a fella. He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been dull. Maybe this whole thing has just been about getting you to stand up for yourself. Oh, you fatty. Dancing with your dog, is it? What did you come here for? I just came to kick your door in and give you a slagging. Why aren't you talking to Barry, Mama? That wouldn't be a sin, though, would it, Anna? No, but it's not very nice either, is it? What I've decided to do is this. I have a set of shears at home. And each time you bother me, I'll take one of my fingers off with them. Starting from now. But shush like, Polly. You know, shush like. Yeah, I'd shush like. It's about one boring man leaving another man alone. One boring man. You're all fucking boring. Let's just call it quits. We won't call it quits. We'll call it the start. We're just going to talk about the Banshees of Inishirin this week. Uh, I'm going to read the plot summary real quick. Two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends their relationship with alarming consequences for both of them. Set in 1923, just a year after the Irish Civil War was broken out on a fictional island off the coast of Ireland. Directed by Martin McDonough, starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and Carrie Condon. Jordan, what did you think about the film? Uh, Okay, so... I, this was like, I, I feel like I've watched a few movies recently. Uh, I, Bruce, I think I told you this when I had you on my podcast a, a while, a little bit ago. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, the Oscar movies, you know, because the Oscars are coming. I'm trying to, you know, be better at watching some of those. And a few of the movies that are nominated this year, like I've had to actually like sit on them and figure out what the hell do I think about this movie? Uh, and I feel like the Banshees was kind of like that because for a while, like just tonally, I was like, what? what the hell is happening? Like, I get, like, is this, am I supposed to laugh at this? Like, is this like, is this a dark comedy? Is, is it serious? Because, and I think ultimately it's, it's a serious dark comedy. I mean, I, I, there's definitely parts like I'm laughing, uh, in this and I think I'm supposed to hopefully. Um, yes. but 
No, I, I, well, I mean, I love seeing Brennan Gleason and Colin Farrell back together because I do like in Bruges. That's uh, a classic movie, if any of you have seen that. Um, so seeing yep. them reteam, but not, not at all in the same way because they obviously have a disagreement. Um, that was interesting scene. I, I think probably what I enjoyed about it in hindsight the most is just how they took this concept of like two dudes essentially having a breakup between each other, but made it 10 times worse because they're in this such small isolated location during this time where they can't really ignore each other that well. <laughs> and so it's like, they just kind of have to keep bumping into each other and they're bored as shit on this Island. It's like, what are we supposed to do? Like, Oh, the pub's my place to hang out. No, but you you're here too. I'm going to go sit over here. I just, I, I like some of the pettiness uh, with it and then certainly the story surprised me when it starts uh going into the finger stuff uh damn <laughs> like it, it gets dark uh but but i i i definitely enjoyed it definitely enjoyed it all right lex yeah so i'm short and similar to you it took me like two days to think about it like just kind of like just taking it all in but i did watch it in like two sittings so i think that might have tainted my view the first time i watched it like my girlfriend wasn't too into it, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch this on my own another time." Which I that continued. sounds familiar. Like, yeah, it's like it was like a week or two later when I when I watched the rest. So I think that kind of tainted my viewing, but it took me a while. And yeah, very interesting dark comedy. But again, like touching on what you said, it's funny. Like, there's only that one pub in town that they can go to, and like I think Colin Farrell just does a fantastic job. But I think the breakout to me was Barry Keoghan's character. I like I really like that actor. He's he does such a great job and I think he's just every time I loved seeing him on screen. He was just electric every time and I think he just yeah, won or he's been nominated for um uh whatever the nominations are. I don't really pay attention to the award show stuff. But um yeah, I loved him. One of my favorite parts of the movie. But at the end I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> like weirdly, like after thinking about it, I'm like I think I liked it. Like what I, I thought to myself. And yeah, it does get very weird. When it starts to finger you, like it just gets a little, it gets a little strange, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Garrett, what about you? So I did not get the chance to see the movie, but I can tell you that um, I think like last month or maybe a couple months ago, my dad did see it and he decided to just like lay out the entire plot line of the movie to me when we had dinner, like the next day, <laughs> he just like went beat by beat the whole plot uh i don't know if that's a dad thing if that's just that's how that's how my dad reviews a movie is just tells somebody what happens in it uh but uh yeah so i do i do have some familiarity with the plot of this movie uh but unfortunately i did not get the chance to uh get the full experience unless my dad's uh summary of it was the full experience uh, but what was it from the the first episode? It was Garrett's dad's five second reviews? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was this was this was not a five second review. This was a this was a fifteen whole minute movie. review. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce, what did you yeah, think about so it? So I loved it. Um, I just love like how simplistic and witty to all the dialogue is, and all the jousting throughout the film between the two of them. Um, Obviously, it wasn't clear to me at first what he was trying to say with the film until we started seeing the Civil War happening on the mainland. And then I was like, oh, this is about the Irish Civil War. I see what he's doing here. Uh, 
I don't fully understand that civil war and I don't fully understand the Irish folklore banshees, um, which is what the old lady represents in the film. So some of that stuff is probably lost on a lot of American audience. Um, but I mean, we, we understand the basics of the Irish civil war. This is just a year after it started. So you get like little comments, like from the two main characters, like, Oh, they're fighting over there. you think it'll stop? Nah, probably not. And then like, you know what I mean? Like, and then it's been going on for a hundred years between the IRA and Ireland. Um, so all that shit is, it's all funny and just petty bullshit. Right. Like, and obviously he's speaking on terms with his own country and their history over the last a hundred years. And again, all that stuff is lost on us. I wish I understood it better, but even on its own terms, without all that, like, you know, layering, I still like, I, I just love the interaction between the two of them and the sister being the smartest person in the group and just being like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. And but the two men are just so tied to the pettiness that they fucking refuse to leave. Even when he can leave, even when his sister says, Come with me, come join me on the mainland, he's like, No, nah, I can't. I have a donkey. Like, you know what I mean? Like he just he's Dude, just Dude, he fucking, loves that donkey. He's so fucking <laughs> yeah. stubborn, like the both of them. And it just says a lot about not necessarily human nature, but a, a, in particular about men. Like, and how we are, and especially how we've been, I think things are getting better. We're getting more sensitive and able to, like, express ourselves a little better as men these days. But, like, certainly, certainly, like, we all relate to, like, you can see these two guys being your grandfathers, right? Am I alone in that? Like, that's exactly how they would fucking behave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is just so fucking petty, the shit that you guys I've are arguing it, about. I found well. I I can tell you one of, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was it, it might have been uh what, what was Garrett? How much of this do you want me to spoil for you? Or did your dad already take care of that? Just go. My, my dad really <laughs> knocked that knocked that. Uh, I just want to make make sure I'm being sensitive yeah. to people that haven't seen it, but. Um, it it, it might've been after he chopped off like the first finger or two that like Colin Farrell still doesn't get it. You know, like he, like he still is like kind of breaching like his, you know, his bubble and he's just like, so like, we're, we're good now. Right. Like we we can hang out. Like it's fine now. (laughs) And like, just going back to what you just said about how freaking stubborn, you know, the characters are portrayed in this movie. You're just like, Oh Jesus. Um, I, I do think a scene stealing uh, scene as well. Uh, you know, you talk about Barry Keegan. Uh, he does it a couple of times, uh, plays the village dope uh, very, very well. But it's like sad. You kind of feel bad for him, too. Um, but yeah. I, I did like the scene where Colin Farrell just finally kind of confronts him in the bar. And he's just like, I'm nice. And and you used to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that. that's it. Yeah. Like, that's what you wanted to say. And he's. <laughs> And he says something about the dad and Barry Kugan, just like, ah, oh, he didn't hear it for me. He didn't hear it for me or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that actor's story is pretty sad too. He yeah. grew up like an orphan. He like from homes, different homes. And like, I'm just so glad to see that he's like getting the recognition. It's he a cool success like, story on his part. It, very cool. Yeah. If you guys ever checked out the movie American animals with him, it's, it's a pretty great movie as well. Um, he's in a lot of good stuff. Bruce, I, I was going to say, uh, journals. It, it was, it just makes me think as well. Like just, what would that like be like in like your own life? If you just like someone you see like all the time and you're just suddenly like, Nope. And like, they try to ask you questions. You're just like, Nope, I'm out. I'm, well, I'm done. 
<laughs> I grew up in a small town in Georgia and I left when I was 17 and never returned because it's just too small for me. Like yeah. you keep running into the same people at Walmart every week because that's the only place to shop. Like I related to so much shit in this movie from my childhood. Like, and this is why since then I've lived in like, you know, Seoul, Korea, Tokyo, Japan, Sydney, Australia, mm. Portland, Oregon, whatever. Like I have to live in major cities where I'm anonymous and no one knows my fucking name. Cause like, you couldn't run into just the same reminder. people. You couldn't run into those people <laughs> yeah. at that Walmart. <laughs> I love how, uh, yeah, I love how people, Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. I love how people are like, I can't wait to leave the city and be out in the middle of nowhere so I don't have to deal with people anymore. It's like, no, that's the opposite of the truth. It's that you will deal with the same fucking people all the time. Like, are you kidding me? That's not how it works. (laughs) Like, when you move to a small town, you will know everyone and everyone will know your shit all the time. Like, so no, it's the opposite of what you think. And that's, this movie like encapsulates that perfectly. Yeah, I have a story that I just thought about right now. That kind of relates like back when I was in middle school, this is like one of one of the guitar heroes was popular. Um, I was the only one that had it. And uh, there was one day like my there was one day my friends wanted to come over and I said, no, like you guys have already came over too many times to play it, whatever. And then like some of them left. I just but don't like, like you anymore. I was, yeah. I, no, so wait. No, so I was only I was left with one friend. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just come over? We can play. So the another friend found out about that and was pissed off like we're it was like a few months of him us not speaking to each other because of this fucking reason like we st- and we went from hanging out every day to not but now we're we're great friends now but it was just the funniest pettiest shit in the world like really because the fucking guitar hero <laughs> and it was yeah exactly. I don't like it anymore come I started throwing the guitar hero like colored pieces at him like later I was just like <laughs> oh petty my shit. god man yeah. I, I will I, I will know, say uh, oh, sorry Bruce go ahead no, go ahead. You. I, I was just going to say, I, I like that the movie, like, obviously it kind of builds the tension and like it kind of slowly starts to ramp up in terms of its ridiculousness and kind of how far the situation progresses. But I guess what I liked is that the movie, it, it did not pull back. Like, I thought maybe I'm like, oh, it might it might stop. It can't get any worse than this. And then it's like, no, it, it keeps going, even to the point where I, I still laugh like hysterically when I watched it the first time when he's just like, you know, I'm going to burn you alive in your house. Like I'm fucking, I fucking hate you, <laughs> you know? And then he just like literally just shows up and starts torching the place. And he's just like, you should have stayed in the house. I'll you leave pussy. out your dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? I like I, just, just the absurdity the of it. Yeah. It's just like, just leave out. Yeah. No, I like the, I like absurd. the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, it, I mean, it, it was a, it's a very, it's a very unique movie. I would watch it again. Cause I'm sure I'd pick up on things I didn't see the first time. Well, I think part of it too, is like finding your sea legs in this film, because you're trying to understand the tone that he's going for, because he's presenting it to you as, as you would like a soap opera, a regular soap opera, drama, whatever, like that's how it's presented. But all everything that's happening is just so fucking ridiculous. Like you can't help but to realize that you're watching a comedy, but it takes about 30 minutes into it to understand that. So like, I think on rewatch, it's probably going to be a lot funnier when you realize what you're in for. Like, the fact that like he kept chopping off his fingers. I honestly, <laughs> honest to God, when he chopped off the first finger, I was like, he's not gonna do anymore. <laughs> Clearly. They've called they've called him on it. Like his sister says, his sister says, like, how are you gonna play the fucking violin anymore? And he was yeah. like, Yeah, you got a good you got a good point there. And then like 
And then he fucking cuts them off anyways. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I don't know, man. I just feel like this is a movie you have to watch twice to kind of like understand what you're in for. Yeah, but I, I like movies, though, where you do have to revisit it. Like, you know, a movie that actually mm-hmm. makes you think a little bit and, like, is like, what, did, did I think that the first time? Like, like I don't I don't even know. Like, that's, I, that's a sign of a really good filmmaker when they can pull that hat trick and not lose me and make me just go, like, ah, I don't give a shit. You're like, I want to see how this plays out. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I don't know what's going on, but I need to nah. see what happens. And you don't know how to feel after. I will say this. Yeah, I mean, like problem. all all of you guys, like you could royally piss me off, and I'm not cutting my fingers off for it. Like I'm not. I'm not. Oh doing no. That. Like okay. I, I come up with maybe like things. a pinky toe. Yeah, I could. Pinky I could do. Toe? I could do a toe. Yeah, I could do a toe. One you need. It's like Big Lebowski. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll get you a toe. I can get you a toe by six o'clock. <laughs> That's the second Lebowski quote in this episode because I quoted Lebowski earlier. Oh yeah. That's um, right. What what would you what would you do to get rid of some money? We play games every week. We have to do this. That's a fun game. How far how far would you take it? Well, and I mean, Garrett. from my experience, Guitar Hero, man, shit. <laughs> yeah, you would take away Guitar Hero from someone. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely relate to the idea of not going to name any names here of like wanting to be like okay this i don't want to be friends with this person anymore not for anything that's like wrong with them but kind of for something that's wrong with them (laughs) just like but also they're not being like a socially acceptable like polite way to do that of like i just don't want to hang out with you anymore like that's you know there's sometimes you've got to say that but i'm not talking about like serious stuff i'm just talking about this person's kind of annoying and i don't want to hurt their feelings but also i don't want to keep hanging out with them <laughs> so you just so I, I i you know i think that i wouldn't go finger mode but i would uh i think i do envy the like not giving a fuckness of that idea of just like no we're not hanging out anymore sorry man but that's the, that's what's up uh so yeah i think i i think that i envy did he play hagrid no, no. I mean, he, no. he was he was in <laughs> Harry Potter. He <laughs> played Mad Eye Mad Eye Moody. I mean, he was, that's he was, some fucking was guy. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that was wrong. That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I'm yeah, trying to I, think. Uh, Mad Moody in that way. I'm trying to think because, like, it's so it's kind of a two part answer. There's like one. I'm like, I'm trying to think of like the petty shit that I would do to get rid of somebody, and then like a real story. <laughs> um, I don't know. Petty wise, like, I I'd probably, I don't know. I mean, we live in like the day where I can easily avoid them. I could just unfriend them on all the social medias and block them, and then I don't have to see them. But if I was going to try to be petty, I would I don't know, maybe send them like a text message for like 30 days telling them like all the reasons why I didn't want them to be near me or something like that. That's the best I could come up with on the fly. Uh, but I, I will say uh, on, a, like, on a serious note, I did have a situation where I was in a friend group and there was a specific friend who I won't name him. Um, but I reached that point where I was kind of like, I'm, I'm done, you know, uh, it, it wasn't for like, they didn't like wrong me, but they were, I'll just say living a life and doing things that were not something I wanted to be a part of. And for like, I think it was like a month. I just kind of avoided the invitations of like getting together. And then eventually like, he just, I think started picking up that like, I don't want to see him. And then. And then, but then I eventually, like, I just, I, I straight up told him, like, to his face, I just said, like, all the reasons. I'm like, I don't think you're bad, but I'm like, I just, I, I don't want what you're 
like doing and you know you might not like that but i also like i guess i respected them enough to at least tell him at least eventually after he guilted me into it from you know texting me like what the hell's wrong man uh but yeah so you're calm you're calm then because he told him straight up, I don't like you. You're dull, and I have a short lifespan left, and I just can't deal. I can't waste any more time with your bullshit. You're born. <laughs> You're born. Man, he's, he's got. He's got. He's got to. Com- he's got to compose. He's got to compose, man. Uh, Bruce, man, what about you? He's got to be the next Mozart. Well, I've moved countries I mean, what, to get away from people, so that's how far I take shit. I've lived in eight countries in my life. <laughs> would you go? Would, would you would you go to would you go to outer space? You go to space? Go to another planet to get rid of somebody? No, I mean commercial. No, you want to go? You want to go? Uh, no, <laughs> the fact oh, that he had to training. think about it. <laughs> I don't you know why people it, dream about yeah. living in the middle of space. Have you seen uh, gravity? Yeah, it sounds like hell. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't look pleasant. I don't. Yeah, I don't want that, that to happen. No. Everyone watches Star Wars and goes, I want to live in space one day. I watch Gravity and then go, fuck that. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to be George right. Clooney, like, <laughs> you know, Owen Dillon in the belt and just being like, fuck it. And then just like drifting off in the space. How long did it take him to die, by the way? I don't think Do it was know? quick. No, he's still it, alive It should have been like at least three days, man. Unless he like <laughs> he's <still> releases. Floating. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, fuck, I'm hungry. He's still around. <laughs> <laughs> So where's Bezos, man? Pick me up. <laughs> is that a Tesla? What is that? <laughs> oh, How did that get up here? What the- oh, geez. Speaking of uh, the performance by Dominique, oh, man, he had some of the best one-liners. When uh, He's like, what do you think about the war? And he's like, I don't really care for war or soap. <laughs> like, what? Soap? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they just move past it. They don't even bring it up anymore. He doesn't look at them uh, like, great. what do you mean? You don't wash? Oh, fuck, man. And then the proposal gone wrong. Do you guys remember this at the yeah, lake? Yeah, for Barracuda. I feel so I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh, so sad. He's like, hey, you don't go people like me. And I don't even know. I like, can't even do his accent. My Hold favorite part of that is where he like, <laughs> and again, like good acting is just like micro behavior, right? Like the smallest shit that the camera picks up. Or it's like he's just like playing with his hat and like looking around. He's like, I'm going to go do the thing I was going to do over there. And like just kind of like slowly walks off. I'm like, fuck, man, this oh, is so Lord. awkward. And she's just sitting there smiling the whole time like a dumbass. Oh my I, God. I think it's so awkward, good. but like I think it helped make his character endearing that like as awkward and oh, uncomfortable yeah, yeah. he made it he wasn't creepy about it like he just kind of like accepted mm-hmm. it and was just like, oh, well, that sucks. And understood. just kind of, you know. Went, went over that way <laughs> and fell in the lake. Yeah. Here's a way it to sucks, end this conversation. The... How do you. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. My point wasn't think... that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> Jordan, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you're fucking dull. Uh... <laughs> you're fucking But bored. I'm nice. <laughs> you're fucking bye. Oh, man. <laughs> but you're nice. That's true. You're nice. Yeah. Nice and oh, dumb. Okay. <laughs> and how with I'm you, man? Kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I'm going to cut off some fingers to get ready. Um, speaking of uh, the actor that plays uh, Dominique uh, Keegan, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Barry Keegan. Yeah. How do you think his, uh, based on everything you've seen from him so far, how do you think his performance with Joker is going to be? I didn't, is that actually uh, happening? I honestly I, I don't so. know. I honestly don't want another Joker. I know we've talked about it in this past uh, one of these episodes we've done, but like, yeah. I'm just 
again, it's like we've seen Joker plenty of times. It's been done really well, and now it's like just I, I could see him playing something else, maybe like a Mad Hatter type villain in Batman. <laughs> I don't know. I've always I've, I've been wanting or to see Scarecrow or something like or he, Scarecrow. Yeah. He gives off that kind of nervous energy. Like I've I haven't I he didn't does. see this movie, but I have seen him in other stuff. Uh, and I can and I kind of get why they cast him because he's like he's the weird guy, you know. Like he's got a look. He's definitely got a look. Yeah, and I hero in Dunkirk. I think there were a lot of yeah. These scariest scenes in Dunkirk are the scenes where Barry Keegan's the kid. No, (laughs) but uh, I think that there were a lot of problems with the way that the Joker came together that were not necessarily his fault. Like I think Mm -hmm. the whole like look of it was wrong uh just like the fact that he has so much makeup on and you can't really do like an animated performance like a really like big clown like performance under a lot of makeup uh like that and i think that just but i also think that his choices really weren't very good like he's really trying to do heath ledger like not just at a performance inspired by heath ledger like he's doing the same voice which is weird like it's i don't know i was really disappointed by it but you know it wasn't needed for sure it definitely was not needed it wasn't and needed, we won't get bruce started on his his thoughts on batman i think that <laughs> yeah i know i but like i think that there's potential there if they to course correct because like obviously he was barely in that first movie and like that deleted scene that they released is you know not necessarily they don't have to make that canon in the movies they can i think there's room to correct it uh james gunn just made this uh, all on canon is on (laughs) canon the word well you know yeah yeah. I think they're still definitely going to go forward with like the Matt Reeves like Batman stuff. Like I think that's no, they are, but they now it's crazy. like well, yeah, this no, is, yeah, uh, it's this is, this is Elseworld, so it doesn't yeah. fucking matter anymore. That's basically what they said, like without saying it. Well, I mean, you know, I think I think that there's I you know I honestly don't even really mind the whole Elseworlds thing just because it's like is that the official term for if, for if the that? movie's coming Elseworld? out then that's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If the movie's coming out, Badly. that's enough for me. But like, I th- I think that you know, if you want to do the Joker as like a almost like a Stan Lee type of thing, where he just kind of shows up once for move once per movie and like says like has a line <laughs> just or something. Real quick. Like not even not like in a different role like like Stan he's, Lee he's looking be. for Tony. But like Stank. you know, they just like he just, just <laughs> they just yeah, just walks just, by like the alien and signs. Yeah, just yeah. Real quick, like, <laughs> But if he just like shows up once a movie and then like does like a right. just has a little cameo, I'm okay with that. Br- uh, Bruce, yeah, uh, like the main thing. If I if I'm gonna answer the questions, I'll keep it quick and just say I think Barry Keegan, as at this rate in his career, he's showing himself to be a hell of a performer. So even while I personally think that I've seen a lot of Joker and I don't really need to see him like in a movie. I would still just be curious to see what he would bring to it because I feel like he would still do something that would be engaging. Uh, but that said, I mean, I, I'd be kind of agreeing with everybody else. Just, you know, Stan Liam, throw him in the background somewhere, just have him pop in or just give him his own solo movie. Just, have, you know, I don't know. Like you have the, um, you know, the new Joker movie. Walking yeah, the Walking Phoenix. Phoenix movie that's going to be a supposed musical. I mean, I, whatever. So I just, I don't know. I, I've seen yeah. a lot of, I've seen yeah. a lot of Joker. I'm just, is it actually? Weird. Holy shit! Yeah, it's a musical, or is it's that, reported, it a reportedly a musical. I'll, I'll wait till I see a trailer. Yeah, Lady Gaga will be in it. Yeah, yeah they've released the. I knew she was going to be in it, but I didn't. There's a screenshot, or a, there's a still that they released yeah. from the movie. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll reserve judgment till I see it. But I, uh, I just, I don't know. Give me, give me another take on like the ice guy, you know, Iceman or Mister Freeze, Freeze, whatever the hell his name is. Bring back Arnold. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, a, I'm a jackass. I don't. Yeah, Mister Mister no, Freeze. Like that. Well, I'm just like, I, he, Actually, he's, I think we should call him that from now on. The ice guy. <laughs> name that the movie. Hey, Ice Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's I a very Joel Schumacher version, then yeah. I mean, hey, if any villain, if, if if any villain is ripe for a retelling, it's that one because that villain has certainly not gotten justice in the live action realm. He has a yeah. good backstory, a tragic backstory that could you work. Could do it. I feel like Colin Farrell's Colin Farrell's uh, penguin would definitely call him the Ice Guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ice Guy, the Ice Guy. Yeah. But you're born. <laughs> yeah, bad. <laughs> They have the and they got the mini series uh, coming out on HBO for that too. Yeah. Is that they still do. happening? Yeah. Where did that get we'll killed? Yeah, yeah. James no, it's, it's it's happening. Yeah, Bruce, did you not know? Okay, they got, they got a whole HBO series on Penguin. That's uh, I think they've already. I'm okay with it. that. I'm okay yeah. with that. I love I loved Colin Farrell in that movie. I think that he. I mean, he's I'd very like good. to see him. Yeah, but show. again, like, dude, like Colin Farrell has better <laughs> shit to do, man. Like the Banshees yeah. of in, in Apparently a not. I mean, he did it. <laughs> yeah. It's over. I mean, it's done. At this point, he's got he's got plenty of money. He's like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I don't know. I, he yeah. looked like he was having fun in the know. movie. Like he looked like he was having a great time. Oh my gosh. He like he was oh, yeah. all yeah. over the place yeah. in that movie. Yeah, and his makeup, like exactly. he looked unrecognizable. Yeah. Fantastic makeup. <laughs> Fantastic. We're just gonna anyway, look at fucking that. Irish movie. What was it? <laughs> the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. I recommend Ed Sheeran. I, I do recommend it. Although I would say, like, if you're my uh, grandparents and you only see one movie a year, maybe not this one. Uh, it's a little, it's a little deliberately paced. They might, you know, check out and be pissed off after 30 minutes. I don't know. Okay, wait. I don't know. Let, what do you guys we, think about that? Well, well, hang on. We we should answer this question, like answer the question for your grandparents if they get only one movie to see like what's the mo- the movie they get to see star wars, star wars. ant-man scan <laughs> star wars that's the one movie. <laughs> i, <get> <laughs> I want to see their reaction Honestly, to bodies bodies question. bodies I no idea i, I haven't I seen wanna, i want to oh fuck man i love bodies 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 i, I want to force like grandparents to watch this movie and see like what do you think about the new generation of kids coming up look at this shit can they can they, oh my can they come on the podcast? Because like I would I would listen to that. Right. <laughs> Let's. I want to hear your grandparents', grandparents thoughts. <laughs> I want to hear your grandparents' thoughts on the James Gunn uh, DC <laughs> plan. I want to hear them. I want every part of the puzzle. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just commentary on James Gunn YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's entertaining. It'd be a lot more entertaining than shit uh, James Gunn said. I'll have him watch Cocaine Bear. I haven't seen it yet. I, I actually want to see yeah. that. God. I do want to see it. We got to do week. an episode on Cocaine Bear when it comes. Because even While if it disappoints, cocaine. like I honestly even if it disappoints. I honestly mainly just want to see it out of respect to Ray Liotta because I was a big fan, and it's like it's yeah. going to be one of his last oh, movies. Yeah, yeah. So like, even if the thing blows, like I just, I mean, sorry, blows, blow, cocaine, huh? blows. Yeah, I want to see it. That's a film when I saw, I'm like, you know what? This is a movie that you're just going to go and not fucking think about anything. You just like go in yeah. and just be entertained and just, it's a stupid ass movie premise, but it yeah. looks like it's oh, a speaking of which, a good time. Speaking of which, I saw Plane this week. 
Did you guys see Plane? Oh, how was that? Is Jared? No. It, I didn't it was so is it fun. the same as every it, Jared Butler movie? Yeah, was it? it was fun, but it's so dumb. But it's fun. I honestly <laughs> had a good time. Like, of, yeah. of course, and, like and I was honestly, sitting there every five minutes being like, this is so fucking ridiculous and this is not how this works, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, honestly, every time I see Jared Butler, I'm like, well, there we go again. <laughs> and they've already <laughs> announced the sequel to Wild it. Ride. It's, called, it's called Ship. Train, I'm right? Not, it's not called. Oh, it's not planes. <laughs> I don't know. What it is. It's, it's snakes on a plane. <laughs> ship is such a it's funny like name for a movie. Like it's. Such a, yeah, I don't no, know no. why. But There's even plane, like on the surface, plane. wrong with it. Yeah, it's going to be called plane, but P L A I N. It's like baby's first words. I mean, Car. <laughs> yeah, it, it's What's it certainly name? makes the case that any movie with any title, like any title, can can be a movie. Like here, uh, I mean, glass. That's an that's insult to babies that movie. know their colors. They would say blue car. <laughs> as long as they that's say right. the title, that's right. As, as long as they say the title in the movie, I'm sold. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, I overestimated yeah. uh, studio executives in how in, in oh, their imagination. Yeah, you definitely did. They just they just pull pull topics from a hat and they're like, all right, yeah. let's do it out of their ass. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. It's like Pixar. It's it's like Pixar. All right, what can talk this time? <laughs> let's make stools. <laughs> Some shit like that. Anyway, all right, guys, all good. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Um, no, I was about to say I'm like I need to go to sleep soon. I, I mean, like, where where are you guys at? By the way, I mean, I know where Bruce is at. Are you guys forty six. I'm in California. Uh, okay, California. Yeah, California too. Eight forty. Eight forty six. Oh yeah. See, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in the future, and it's it's a little later here. So. Oh shit. How bad does it suck there? Thank you. Don't tell us. <laughs> Wait, where are you? <laughs> Iowa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Bruce knows. Bruce knows. Yeah. Goddamn winners there, All man. Right. I appreciate right, being on here, though, talking with you guys. Yeah, thank you, you for virtually. joining. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for not yeah, minding me way, in a bathrobe, please. but, you know. So the audience still listening to this, uh, uh, first of all, you, I hope you have better shit to do with your life. Um, but secondly, uh, please go seek out Screen Speak, which is Jordan's podcast. It's great. He's a great host. Um, I aspire to be the host that he is and ask the questions that he asks and I don't know. I think you're really thoughtful at what you do. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Oh, it's nice of you. Yeah. You're welcome, cool, man. All right. Later. Later.